This is JCF of the Profits Picks football podcast show. Coming back to predict the winners of all NFL games in the regular season and the postseason for the fourth consecutive year in a row. Been doing this since August of 2019. Let's get the promotions rolling. First and foremost, you can go to Bishop Southern Cuisine. Once again, that is the newest, hottest, littest Southern Cuisine, Southern homestyle cooking restaurant in the city of Houston. The best homestyle cooking from the South here in the city of Houston. And that is Bishop's Southern Cuisine. The address is 10400 South Post Oak Road, Suite E. Jesus, that's the longest address in history. But 10400 South Post Oak Road, Suite E, Houston, Texas, 77035. If you have any questions, for the man of God or the business or restaurant owner, you can email, and that is Bishop Southern Cuisine at gmail.com. Call 281-888-9960. All right, check out my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia. She does nails, and that is Nails by Amani. Once again, that is Nails by Amani, Shamaya Amani Galette, the best nail practitioner in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia. You can check her out in Jonesboro, Georgia. And once again, that is Nails by Amani. The Mrs. ShopNeilLife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is ShopNeilLife.com forward slash F O R R E S T H E A L T H. Last but certainly not least, the guy that makes some of the music for the show, not all, but some, and I will let you know who he is when he makes the music. And you can probably tell his music from the generic anchor music, right? And that is Joey at soundcloud.com. Don't forget about me, theprofitspicks at gmail.com. Email me if you have the correct answer to trivia questions. And I'm on Instagram at theprofitspicks2019. I am on Twitter at profits underscore picks. Once again, email me theprofitspicks at gmail.com. And last but certainly not least, I'm on YouTube as well as Facebook Business Meta Suites. Check us all out. If you got a business, I will promote it. Hit me up. Stay tuned. Coming up next, your predicted winner for your favorite NFL team here at the Profits Picks Football Podcast Show the 2022 NFL season. Everybody stay safe out there. One. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Profits Picks football podcast show the results show Thursday night football man amazing game amazing game if you are a Buffalo Bills fan it was an amazing game if you are a Los Angeles Rams fan which didn't seem like it was too many Rams fans in the building this past Thursday night then You were wondering what the heck happened to the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions in that football game on Thursday night. I will explain in detail what happened in that football game from my perspective. Good afternoon. This is the Prophets Picks football podcast. Thursday night football results show. And to be more specific, this is the Thursday night title defense kickoff results show. This past Thursday night, the... Los Angeles Rams, they unveiled their second Super Bowl championship banner. Their first one was from Super Bowl 34, I believe it was, 35, 36, somewhere along those lines. And that was a Super Bowl in which they did, in fact, the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk and company. They did, in fact, beat the Tennessee Titans. Titans were in their first Super Bowl ever either as the Titans or the Houston Oilers. And we all know the Titans lost that Super Bowl. Rams first Super Bowl championship. The Rams went again two more times. They went after 9-11 and of course they lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots and that was the beginning of Tom Brady and his dynasty for the 
New England Patriots. And of course, that dynasty is now over because Tom Brady is no longer a New England, New England Patriot. If you haven't gotten the memo, he has been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last two years and he's going to start his third season tomorrow night, Sunday night football. Listen to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show all season long and you will get what you are looking for in an NFL football game predictor. All right, it is Saturday, September the 10th, 2022. Happy birthday to my bishop, spiritual father, and my prophet. Hope he is enjoying himself on his birthday vacation. I am enjoying myself. Trust me when I tell you I am. I am at home in the Prophet's Picks football podcast studios coming to you live from the city of Houston, Texas. Yes, sir. Always wonder what it would be like to live in Houston. Always wonder what it would be like to live in the city of Texas, in the state of Texas and in the city of Houston. And I am getting exactly what I have thought I was going to get, plus that and some more. Once again, this is the title defense kickoff Thursday night football results show. And of course, I will start Thursday nights off wrong. I was absolutely and totally incorrect. I predicted the Rams to win the football game, the defending Super Bowl champions to win this game uh, by two points, 37, 38, 39 to 37 was my prediction. And um, in all honesty, I did predict the winner of this game a week and a half in advance, two weeks, give or take. So it took me not long to predict the winner of this game. And I was absolutely and totally incorrect. Now, let me say this. I am not the only one who predicted the Rams to win this football game. Or should I say, pick the Rams to win this football game. And um, at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to be wrong. You know, but I endeavor to be right on this podcast show, especially more than I am wrong when I'm predicting NFL games, because if I'm wrong more times than I am right, then there is no reason for anyone to tune in and listen to my podcast show, because I'm just simply going to look like a befuddling idiot that has no clue what's going on and what he is talking about. So with that being said, once again, it is Saturday, September the 10th, 2022. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Saturday afternoon. As I forestated, I am am enjoying myself. And uh, every time there is a hurdle in life, I thank God that he directs me and he allows me the strength, the wisdom and the knowledge to avoid that hurdle or leap over that hurdle. You'll catch that when you get home. And at the end of the day, There were some hurdles that I experienced on this week. There were some hurdles that I experienced, quite frankly, last month leading up to the ninth month of the year. And I have been able to jump over every hurdle or avoid the hurdles altogether, depending on what type of situation it was. And I thank God for that. He's given me the strength, the wisdom and the knowledge to do so. Week one is predicted. Um, week one primetime games are predicted. All of the predictions for week one, all of them are in the books. And if you want to know who I picked to win the Sunday night football game, which is tomorrow night, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not in Tampa. This time, this game will be in Dallas, Irvin, Texas, Fort Worth, Dallas area, I should say then you got to listen to the show. If you want to know who's going to win on Monday night, listen to the show. Um, I hope you do take the time out to listen to the primetime shows because the thing about it is I was wrong this past Thursday night. I was as wrong as wrong could be when I predicted the Rams would beat the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, I had my reasonings for picking the Rams and, you know, there's no excuses when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I always say that on this show. I've been saying that since I started this podcast show back in August of 2019, pre-pandemic. 
All right, let's get into the nitty gritty of everything that went down. The Buffalo Bills will start the year off 1-0. They are filling themselves, Buffalo Bills, and most importantly, Josh Allen with the Bills defense. Quite frankly, they literally picked up right where they left off at the end of the AFC Divisional Playoff game as it was the AFC East versus the AFC West Kansas City Chiefs, the greatest postseason game of all time, yet again involved the Buffalo Bills. And once again, my prediction was 39-37 Los Angeles Rams. And quite frankly, I did play the safe card as well. I mean, I honestly did think the Rams was going to win. I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be back and forth. But all of the variables, losing Von Miller, uh, no Odell Beckham Jr. And they probably are trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. back now after experiencing what they experienced. Um, Van Jefferson at wide receiver not being in the game for the Los Angeles Rams. The uh, Buffalo Bills was at 100%, quite frankly. And some of the roster moves that they made a week before roster cut down, you can question them, but that's the reason why we are where we are questioning moves that Brandon Bean and the head coach Sean McDermott makes for the Buffalo Bills. We were sitting up there questioning them and they were up there making the right moves and they know what they're doing. So that's why we are where we are. And once again, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills and Brandon Bean, they and he is the general manager of the Buffalo Bills. They are where they are and we are where we are. So, you know, um, more specifically, I'm referring to the move, the roster move of releasing or should I say trading away? Um, I think it was Cody Ford, one of their offensive linemen who has been with the team or who was with the team for what, four or five seasons and they went ahead and they moved forward without him um late in preseason remember preseason is only three weeks long now it's no longer four weeks so the roster cut downs are quicker the games are played a lot faster and we are already embarking upon week one tomorrow is september the 11th we will have a 9-11 memorial for everyone that was murdered in the 9-11 tragedy the nfl especially new york pick things back up from where, quite frankly, they were devastated at the following week. And that's the reason why the Super Bowl is played in February and it's no longer played on the last January of the last Sunday of January of every month of every year. In case anyone was wondering why the Super Bowl is played in February, there's your quick history lesson here from the Prophet's Picks, which you're going to get that throughout the season. So the Rams... Not only did they lose Von Miller, not only was Van Jefferson injured, um, not only, and I'm not making excuses for the Rams because every single NFL team makes roster moves starting in March of every year. So um, no Elda Beckham Jr., no Van Jefferson, as I said before, Von Miller, now a Buffalo Bill, and the Rams needed help. The Rams needed a lot of help. They had no running game. And it was just constant pressure by the Buffalo Bills defensive line. The advantage that the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the New York Jets got from Thursday night's game, let me help you guys out. Let me help you all out really quickly. The advantage that the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the New York Jets got, which they are all AFC East rivals of the Buffalo Bills. They were able to sit back, watch that game, and they know what to expect now from the Buffalo Bills, their division rival. The Bills was the only team to play on Thursday night against the Rams, and the Rams was the only NFC West team to play on Thursday night. So, The same thing goes for the San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. Here's the difference. Excuse me. There are more competitive quarterbacks that play at the same level of Josh Allen or higher in the AFC West and as well as the NFC West. 
Now you're going to tell me, well, what the heck am I talking about with that? I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. Callum Murray, let's not forget, and Josh Allen, they went at it a few seasons ago out in the desert. And if I'm not mistaken, that possibly could have been last season. But bottom line is the AFC East went up against the NFC West. And the Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen game was one to remember. It was a really good game in the desert. The level of play by Josh Allen forced the level of play of Kyler Murray to be accelerated and to be ex- be exalted and excelled to the next level. So, look, here's the thing. Buffalo Bills went into Los Angeles. The weather and the weather was a factor. It was extremely hot in Buff uh, beg your pardon, in Los Angeles, especially in the stadium, the way that the stadium is built. It's an enclosed stadium, but the stadium is built so that there is openings on the sides um, in the upper portions of the stadium, like exalted up, like in the upper decks of the stadium. There's openings, sort of kind of like windows in a sense. So at the end of the day, um, even though it was an even though it's an enclosed stadium, there was a lot of heat getting in to um, SoFi Stadium on that game Thursday night. So. The weather didn't affect the Buffalo Bills. Um, The heat didn't affect the Buffalo Bills. Um, It was an amazing game. It it was an amazing game. Uh, Like I said, the Buffalo Bills picked up where they left off from the divisional playoff round against the Kansas City Chiefs. And in all honesty, the Los Angeles Rams... You can argue that they picked up where they left off too, but they picked up where they left off in a negative way, if that makes sense. They picked up where they left off in a negative way because the Rams, in all honesty, they really was not this consistent team that won week in and week out. And honestly, I don't have the time to go over their entire 2021 uh, results in the schedule. I already did that, quite frankly, during the offseason. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the Rams didn't win week in and week out. Um, there were times during the season where the Rams, you know, they won two or three games during the regular season. And I kind of got the feeling that I'm going to have to go through at least some of those games to give everyone an idea of what it is that I am referring to when it comes to their schedule last season. But there were times last season where the Rams, they you know, they won two games. They won three games. You know, uh, they were streaky. There was not the situation for the Rams last year where they won, let's say, like four, five, six games in a row. And um, I will confirm that in a moment, and I'm going to tell you that right now. That was not the issue for the Rams last year. We do know one thing. They started out this year 0-1. Once again, my prediction was 39-37. to And the final score was actually uh, uh, 31-10 to in favor of the Buffalo Bills. So, to give you a perfect example of what I'm referring to. In 2021, the Rams won the first three games in a row. Then they lost to the Cardinals of all teams. Then they won four in a row. This is streakiness here. Then after beating Seattle in their division, the Giants in uh, in the NFC, the Detroit Lions of the NFC, and then the Houston Texans of the AFC South, the Rams proceeded on to lose three games in a row in embarrassing fashion. All of them was in prime time with the exception of the Green Bay Packers game coming off of the bye week 36-28. That was a mid-afternoon Sunday game in the cold. And then the Rams did what they had to do, and that was win five games in a row. In a row, So that was the biggest win streak that the Rams had. But we all know and we understand that the win streak that matters the most is the win streak in the postseason, which they beat Arizona January the 17th. They beat the Bucks January the 23rd in Tampa Bay, by the way. They beat the 49ers, their nemesis, at home. And then they beat the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl at home. 
what's funny to me right now is people say that preseason games don't matter. You can't get anything from preseason. You can't uh, pull any type of positives from the preseason. I will beg your differ. And the reason why is because I'm noticing the Buffalo Bills in the preseason, they had a pretty good preseason. They went two and one. In one of those two victories, they scored 42 points against a Denver Bronco team on the foot on the road. And then the Rams, they lost all three of their preseason football games. Winning matters. Quite frankly, no matter when you are winning, it does, in fact, matter. Getting into the details of the game on last night. Once again, this is the Providence Picks Football Podcast Show. And Buffalo Bills are 1-0. Rams are on one my prediction, I was absolutely incorrect. 39 to 37 was my prediction. Rams at home. I took the safe at home pick. Again, I don't I don't allow injuries to play a role in my predictions as I tried to do that for 2019, the first year of my podcast show. And I ended up being absolutely incorrect. Every time I included injuries in my predictions when I first started my podcast show. I always ended up looking stupid at the end of the week. So I told myself going forward that I can no longer involve, um, I can no longer involve um, injuries when I'm doing my predictions. I just can't because I was just predicting too many games week in and week out incorrectly. You know, I was literally getting games right by the hair of my chin. Now, let's not be fooled. The podcast show started August of 2019, but me predicting winners and losers of NFL games, I've been doing that since I was 15 years of age, 14, 15 years of age. That was way before there was anything such as a podcast, before podcast was in existence. So I'm really good at this. And my first thought was to, when I started the podcast show, my first thought was to use the formula of injuries inside of my predictions. And I quickly said, you know what? That's not going to work. So here we are. It was once again, uh, an amazing game. Um, the running game for the Buffalo Bills uh, really got busy, really got to work. And Josh Allen um, not only threw for 297 yards, but uh, Josh Allen also almost ran for 100 yards. And he was also the leading rusher for the um, the uh, Buffalo Bills. So Josh Allen is the real deal. And uh, if you did not think that Josh Allen was the real deal, or if you didn't know he was the real deal before you witnessed that game this past Thursday, then after witnessing this game this past Thursday, you now know that he is the real deal. All right. The devil is always in the details. That is the saying, right? And with that being said, um... In the first quarter, as I break down the game quarter by quarter, which is what I love to do here on the results show, and the results show is going to get as much time as I want it to get, so everyone knows, in case anyone was wondering out there, why am I filibustering through the show? Primetime prediction shows and the results shows, they always have the most time or should I say the most talk time um, via podcast. So nevertheless, Buffalo Bills came out on fire. Seven to zip at the end of the first quarter. And then Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, as well as Matthew Stafford in the first quarter and second quarters, they both uh, managed to turn the football over. 
There were multiple turnovers in the football game. I will get into that in a moment. Um, But Buffalo Bills only was able to score a field goal in the second quarter. And in all honesty, the Rams defense, they did their job for the most part. You know, they did their job for the most part. They stopped Josh Allen. They forced turnovers. They gave their offense the football. And their offense let them down time after time after time after the 10 points scored by the Rams in the first half. At halftime, you felt convinced, right, that it was going to be a close game. You felt convicted that the game was going to end up getting a lot more interesting than what it was. And at the end of the day, it was a 10-10 tie, and the Buffalo Bills defense shut the Rams out in the third and fourth quarter, and the Buffalo Bills offense did the job, most importantly, with Josh Allen. Josh Allen was the leading rusher once again. He was halfway uh, he was half of a hundred short of the century mark on the ground. You had a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills in the third quarter. You had two touchdowns for the Buffalo Bills in the fourth quarter. And Josh, Josh Allen also had the rushing touchdown in the game. And then the pass down the field deep on the right side to Stephon Diggs. Towards the end of the game to make it 31 to 10. That was absolutely unbelievable. Not every NFL quarterback can do that. Don't you dare convince yourself that any quarterback in the NFL can do what Josh Allen did with Stephon Diggs in that game Thursday night. There's only about a handful of guys that can do that. Only a handful. And I'll give those guys to you right now. Number one, you got Josh Allen. He's the first guy on the list because you saw what he did. And not only that, he is, for now, the only guy at quarterback to play in week one of the NFL. Again, the rest of week one will unfold on tomorrow afternoon, starting at 12 Central and 1 Eastern. But, I mean, that's the bottom line. Josh Allen is the number one guy to do what we saw this past Thursday night with Stephon Diggs. Um, The other guy is, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can... With ease, with a flicker of his wrist, just flick his wrist and throw the football and cause it to travel that far in a perfect spiral that perfectly. Patrick Mahomes is the other guy. Lamar Jackson is able to do that as well. A lot of people may not believe me, but he really is. Lamar Jackson is able to do that. Lamar Jackson is the man. He has amazing arm strength. He can throw the football extremely far. And a lot of people feel like as if he's not accurate as a quarterback. He is. Aaron Rodgers can make that throw. When you watch Aaron Rodgers throw the football, very rarely is both of his feet on the ground when he tosses the football down the field. Especially when it's a deep pass. He's the only quarterback, for the most part, that can pass the football like that. There are not many NFL quarterbacks in existence right now or in past years that can throw the football the way Aaron Rodgers does, leaving his feet every single time he throws it. So those are just four guys off the top of my head. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and then, of course, um, Josh Allen. I would even go as far as to say Russell Wilson. Is capable of doing that as well, you know, and there are a few others, but the point is at the end of the day, there really aren't that many quarterbacks in the NFL that can do what you witnessed Josh Allen do with that pass to uh, Stephon Diggs this past Thursday night in the win against the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion. So 
the game really was not what the Rams expected. It was not what their fans expected. And in all honesty, that game was really not what the NFL expected for week one. You know, and that's why it's so hard to predict who's going to win and who's going to lose these football games. That's why it's so hard to predict what is going to happen. You think you know what's going to happen. And then at the end of the day, you end up getting what we got in that Thursday night football game. You think you know what's going to happen. You think you can predict it. You think you got all your cards out on the table. You think you know what you're talking about. And I'm specifically referring to myself more so than I am any other predictor that's out there. Because quite frankly, I don't really too many too much know of any more predictors out there that has a podcast show like mine. But at the end of the day, um, it was a good game. Like I said, it was a good game. It was a good game for the Buffalo Bills. Um... In all honesty, NFL fans probably really would have wanted a more competitive game. Um, In all honesty, I would have wanted a more competitive game. Um, One where, of course, it ends up with the Buffalo Bills getting a W. Um, Let me say that. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to be predicting who's going to win and who's going to lose and try to make a career out of this, you want to be right. You could care less... How many points are scored? You could care less. Um, how much stats players are getting? None of that matters at the end of the day. What matters at the end of the day, if you were anything, if you're anything like me, you care about who wins at the end of the game. Now, there are going to be times during the season listening to my show where you're going to hear me literally predict a good chunk of what happens in the game and everything that I predict in that podcast show. You're literally going to see it come to fruition right in front of your eyes. If you don't believe me, listen to the Super Bowl prediction show between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs and watch that Super Bowl again. You will see that everything that I predicted came to pass, especially towards the second half. All right, let's get into the statistics of the game. Once again, I was wrong. Buffalo Bills won 31 to 10. And the Los Angeles Rams lost in week one. My prediction, 39-37 Rams, and it ended up being 31 to 10. Um, so 14 points for the Bills in the fourth quarter, seven points for the Bills in the third quarter. The Bills absolutely and totally shut out the Los Angeles Rams in the second half. Their defense got the job done. Um, unbelievable game. Let's go ahead and let's, uh, mark up the team stats here for this past Thursday night football game and the team stat starts off like this. It was 23 first downs for the Buffalo Bills, 19 for the Rams. The Buffalo Bills offense, um, 23 first downs, uh, 15 of those 23 first downs was in was through the air. Seven were on the ground. Uh, you had one first down penalty for the Buffalo Bills. You had two first down penalties for the Rams. The game was clean for the most part, believe it or not. Um, third down, that was especially clean. Nine of t- on third down for the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely amazing. Nine of ten. You're talking about a 90 percentile in converting on third down. That's just absolutely amazing. The Rams just could not find a stop at any point in time in the game. They had a few. You know, but in all honesty, there were times during the game where the Buffalo Bills weren't stopped by the Rams. The Buffalo Bills were stopped by themselves. They were the ones that stopped themselves. All right. 
What else do we need to know about the team statistics from this football game? I'm going to definitely give them to you. And they are as follows. Um, There was a total of 58 offensive plays by the Buffalo Bills. Only 58. The Rams ran 66, which you would expect they would run more plays than the Buffalo Bills because they was the team that was losing the football game um, during the entirety of the football game. Um, There was never a point in time in the game where the Los Angeles led that game. The Rams were losing that game from the beginning all the way to the end. All right. uh, What else do we need to know about this game that just finished this past Thursday night? So 413 total yards in those 58 plays, 10 total offensive drives, 7.1 yards per play for the Buffalo Bills, 292 yards through the air for Josh Allen, 26 of 31, 8.8 per class um, was the completion rate. Uh, Two interceptions thrown by Josh Allen. Like I said, one interception was his fault. One was not his fault. Um, He had 121 yards rushing on the ground for the Buffalo Bills. Again, Josh Allen had half of 100 himself. He had 56. And then you have um, 25 carries as a team, averaging over four specifically 4.8 per. You also had five penalties for 35 yards. Um, Pretty clean game for the most part. You're going to have some penalties in week one. You're going to have what we would call um, somewhat sloppy play in week one. So that's really, in all honesty, not so surprising. Um, But as sloppy as the game was, if you can even call it that, for either the Bills or the Rams, um, both teams only had the max of five penalties, and that was the Buffalo Bills, once again, with five penalties for 35 yards. The uh, Rams only had four penalties for only 30 yards. So again, the game was not as sloppy as you would have first funk it to be, um, being a week one Thursday night game. I've watched games in past years for the title defense kickoff game where it was just penalty, it was sloppy. But here's the thing about that. Teams that are highly penalized, that are undisciplined, they're always like that. They're always not disciplined. They're always getting penalized. They're always making mistakes. They're always sloppy. But they still win. You know, there are teams that are like that in the NFL. That just the majority of the team's existence, they are known for being one of the most highly penalized team by official in the history of their team's existence in the NFL. So, again, this was a very clean game, um, if I do say so myself. Um, five penalties for 35 yards, four penalties for 30 yards. Um, that's really not that bad. Um, but here's the next thing about that. The next thing about that is this. As clean as the game was, with not that many penalties, the problem is the the problem comes in right here. When did those penalties happen? Did these penalties in these in this clean game and I'm not saying that it was a clean game, especially for the Rams. It wasn't a clean game, not by far. And I'll get into the statistics of that in a moment. But when did these penalties come? Do they come in crucial moments of the football game? Or do they come where you can end up coming back from? In other words, the penalty doesn't affect you. Just like if there's an interception or a fumble. And the team that gets the turnover, they end up punting the football off and they don't get any points off of it. That's where the problem comes in at when it comes to these turnovers. When do they happen? 
Do they happen at crucial moments in the game, in games, or do they happen at good moments? And there's honestly no good moment for a turnover, but do they happen at a point in the game where nothing ends up coming of it? No points, no injuries, nothing like that. All right, the rest of the team statistics for the Buffalo Bills, there were two fumbles lost by the Bills. There were two interceptions thrown, four turnovers total in the game. Time of possession, 31 minutes and 14 seconds. Proof of what I just said. It was a clean game statistically, penalty-wise, but um, a very sloppy game. It just was. I mean, for the Buffalo Bills to have four turnovers in the game, and they still managed to absolutely decimate the Rams the way that they did. That speaks volumes to who the Buffalo Bills are, who they were last season, who they have been in previous seasons. This speaks volumes to who the Buffalo Bills will be this year. And it also goes to show you the offensive issues that the Rams didn't know that they had until they played that game Thursday night. Trust me when I tell you, the Rams are now aware of the issues offensively that they had. You know, and like Sean McVay said, they're going to look at the film, they're going to look at the tape. You know, all of the fault goes to him first and foremost. He's the head coach of the football team. He's going to reassess. They're going to practice. They're going to prepare for the Atlanta Falcons next week. You know, and they're going to do their best to be better for it and be prepared for the ramp for the Atlanta Falcons next week. I'm going to tell you right now, pre-prediction uh, shows for week two here at the Prophet Speaks Football Podcast Show. I'm going to be honest. I do not see the Atlanta Falcons, and this is an early prediction. I don't see my Falcons defeating the Rams in Los Angeles. Let me just say that. So there's an early gift for you. You probably won't even have to listen to that prediction show because I can tell you right now I don't see the Rams losing to the Atlanta Falcons next Sunday we still have to watch all of the games that needs that has to be played tomorrow in week one then of course Monday night football with Denver and Russell Wilson returning to the team that brought him into the NFL which is um, Seattle all right the Rams 66 total plays 19 first downs, 14 of those 19 through the air, three on the ground, two first down penalties. That's it. The Rams had a pretty good third down conversion rate as well, but it was nowhere near as good as the Buffalo Bills is nine for 10. They were six for 13. So that's basically uh, like a 50%, less than 50% actually. Um, 243 total yards. And I will read that off again. 243 total yards for the Rams total compared to the Buffalo Bills total of 413. That says it all right there. That's the game in a nutshell. And the reason why I say that is because if you think about it, if I just told you the final score of the Rams and the Buffalo Bills, and I didn't tell you who won. And I told you the Buffalo Bills had four turnovers and the Rams only had two. Immediately, you would have thought, oh, well, if the Buffalo Bills had four turnovers and the Rams only had two and the final score was 31 to 10, but you didn't know who scored those 31 points and who scored the 10 points, you would automatically assume, okay, well, the, the Rams won, right? Because turnovers win football games. Normally, when you have more turnovers than the other team, when you force more turnovers than you give up, normally, you are the winner of the football game. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Period. End the discussion. And in all honesty, I can end the show right there, but I got to continue on. 
191 through the air. 3.7 yards per play. The same amount of total drives for the Rams that the Bills had. 10. But only 191 through the air for Matt Stafford. 29 of 41. Average 4 per completion. Three interceptions thrown by Matthew Stafford. And there was one tipped pass for the most part. The interceptions thrown, they were Matthew Stafford's fault. I think Matthew Stafford had one that wasn't his fault. And I know for a fact that Josh Allen had an interception he threw that wasn't his fault. But for the most part, the other interceptions thrown in the game, they were the faults of these two franchise quarterbacks in the game. All right. The Rams had only 52 yards on the ground. 52 yards on the ground. Period. Period. No running game. You cannot begin to win an NFL game with only 52 yards on the ground. The days of Tom Brady having no rushing attack. The days of, quite frankly, any NFL team having no type of rushing attack. The opportunity for you to win a game with no rushing attack is 50-50. 50-50. It's literally down the middle, and it may be less than 50-50. You may have more of a chance to lose a football game without a rushing attack than you do have the opportunity to win a football game without a rushing attack. And now I think about it, this is something that I'm definitely going to have to look up at the end of this result show. This is the first result show um, of the season. This is the title defense kickoff result show um, for the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams defending Super Bowl champions. They unveiled their Super Bowl banner this past Thursday night. They got their Super Bowl rings. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was in the building to witness the slaughter of the Rams. The Rams were the sacrificial lambs for the Buffalo Bills to start the year. And uh, the final score was not 39-37. Rams winning, as I predicted, it was 31-10. And the Buffalo Bills won the football game. Not only did they win it, they were extremely convincing in winning the game. This is the Prophets Picks Football Podcast results show series as I give the results of all primetime prediction games, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football. And later on during the season, later on this year, in the month of um, November and of course December, when the holidays roll around, I will give the results shows for the primetime games that will be played on Saturday um, as well. So looking forward to the holidays coming up in a few months. That's what we all look forward to during the year, right? We look forward to birthdays. We look forward um, to um, special anniversaries, things of that nature. But then as the season starts to change and the seasons change from summer to fall, we look forward to winter, right? We look forward to fall and we look forward to winter and we look forward to the holidays. The holidays that I celebrate anyway, Thanksgiving and Christmas, not Halloween. All right. The Rams' time of possession was 28 minutes and 46 seconds. And again, 52 yards total in the game. They averaged a measly 2.9 per play. All right. As I get ready to close out this show, Josh Allen once again, 26 of 31, 297 through the air. 9.6 was the average per completion. Three touchdown passes, two interceptions thrown. One of those was his fault. One was not. And, of course, Josh Allen had a quarterback rating of uh, 89.9 and an overall rating of 112.0. Josh Allen, 10 carries, 56 yards, 5.6 was the uh, total, or should I say was the average per carry. And he was almost unstoppable on the ground. There were times where he was stopped, but he was almost unstoppable. He had a rushing touchdown. He averaged 5.6 per. Um, Devin Singletary, 8 for 48, 6. Stephon Diggs, 8 receptions for 122 receiving yards. Are you kidding me? What a game for Stephon Diggs. 
He did not wait until week two. He didn't wait till week three. Stephon Diggs opened up the season on absolute, complete, and total fire. He was merciless against the Rams defense. Was he or was he not? Unbelievable game for uh, the Rams. Beg your pardon, for Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills. All right. Um, once again, 8 for 122, averaging 15.3 per receiving touchdown. Gabriel Davis picked up where he left off in the divisional playoff round as well against the Kansas City Chiefs, the most exciting postseason game in NFL history. And that was four catches for 88 yards and a receiving touchdown. Your homeboy, Isaiah McKenzie, he had a touchdown in the game as well. And that was uh, one touchdown catch. Um, his longest reception was 12 uh, yards. And then he had a total of two for 19. He averaged 9.5 per. Um, running back Zach Moss fumbled. He's in year three. James Cook, the rookie, fumbled as well. He got, once again, two interceptions thrown by Josh Allen, two fumbles by uh, a young running back, third year Zach Moss, and then, of course, the rookie in um, your boy James Cook, um, Dalvin Cook's brother, younger brother, baby brother. So, Definitely got to work on securing the football. Definitely. Right? Definitely got to work on securing the football. All right. Rams offense. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what they did wrong. Let's talk about what they did right. Not too much they did right. Cooper Cup did a lot right, though. Right up there with Stephon Diggs, 13 receptions for Stephon Diggs. For 128 yards, he averaged 9.8 per reception and a receiving touchdown. That was the only touchdown pass thrown by Matthew Stafford, 29 for 41, 5.9, 240 yards uh, for Matthew Stafford. He threw three interceptions. He was sacked seven times for a loss of 49 yards, quarterback rating of 20.9, overall rating of 63. Again, Josh Allen sacked twice for only a loss of five yards. Daryl Henderson Jr., Cam Akers was shut down. He got 13 carries, 47 yards, and then 3.6 per. No rushing touchdowns. None. Tyler Higg beat the tight end for the Rams. The Rams standout tight end. He went 5 for 39 as well. The defenses for both of these teams. But before I go to the defenses... Really quickly, let's talk about your Los Angeles Rams turnovers. That was a fumble by Matthew Stafford. And we also had a recovery by the linebacker Leonard Floyd and a recovery by the linebacker Justin Hollins. Three fumble recoveries. Look, the Rams defense did their job. I can't stress that enough. Troy Hill got an interception. Terrell Lewis, that linebacker, got an interception. Buffalo Bills, Boogie Basham's, his interception was the best one probably of the season up until this point. And it may be the best interception of the season when January uh, the 10th or the 9th of 2023 rolls around to end the season. His Boogie Basham's interception to absolutely completely start the year may be the best interception of the entirety of the season when it's all said and done. But... We still got a lot more games to be played. We still got a lot more exciting interceptions to be made. But as it stands right now, your main man, Boogie Basham, a big defensive lineman, he gets the credit for the most exciting interception of the NFL season up until this point. He just does. He tipped the football at the line of scrimmage. And after he took the football at the line of scrimmage, to himself, he intercepts the pass. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable play by Boogie Basham. All right. Let's move on in the show here. Buffalo Bills defense, the winning defense, 10 total tackles for Tremont Edmonds. Seven solo. Teron Johnson 
And here's another thing. Buffalo Bills didn't even have their best cornerback in Traverius in Traverius White. Tradarius, excuse me, White. He's still recovering from that knee injury. Imagine how good they're going to be once he returns. Matt Milano, seven tackles, five solo. Teron Johnson, nine, five solo. One tackle, four loss, interception. Um, What else we got here? Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier are literally the best safety combination in the NFL. And two, I see something different on tomorrow. Von Miller, former Bronco, former Ram. He's now a Buffalo Bill. He went four for four. Four total tackles, four solo, two sacks, three tackles, four losses. He also was involved in a lot of plays where he caused the game to be disrupted. So he gets a lot of credit for more than just the um, four solo tackles and the four uh, solo tackles that he got with the two sacks. He gets a lot more credit than that. All right. Um... Buffalo Bills had a total of 73 team tackles. They had a total of 50 solo tackles. Um, Christian Benford, he got a pass defense. Boogie Basham got a pass defense with that interception as well as a sack. If you ask me, the defensive player of the game is Boogie Basham. Um, There were seven sacks in the game. Seven. Um, Seven tackles for a loss, six pass defense, 15 quarterback hits. For the Rams, there was eight total tackles. Uh, for Troy Hill, six solo, one pass defense, an interception for Bobby Wagner, the longtime Seahawks linebacker, seven total, um, five solo, one sack, and one tackle for a loss. Bobby Wagner came to play, and I believe that's part of the reason why the Rams aren't just going to disappear and fall away into non-existence and end up to not being a postseason contender. Bobby Wagner is not going to allow it. Bobby Wagner only has one Super Bowl ring, just like Vaughn Miller when he came to the Rams last year. And quite frankly, he's trying to get that second Super Bowl ring, just like Vaughn Miller got it with the Rams this past February. So what he's trying to do, he's trying to get a second Super Bowl. So he is going to keep these guys hungry even if they come in on down weeks and they're not feeling hungry or not feeling into it, but I don't think that's going to happen. The Rams are the Rams under Sean McVay. 65 total team tackles, 46 solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, three passes defense, two quarterback hits. I was wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Boogie Basham, Jordan Poirier, Dane Jackson all got interceptions for the Buffalo Bills. Troy Hill, Terrell Lewis got Interceptions for the Rams. Those were the only two. And then the Rams forced uh, multiple fumbles and they recovered both of the fumbles that they lost. So, first prediction show of the season. I was wrong. I'm 0 1 on Thursday nights. Thank you for listening. And everyone have a great rest of your Saturday afternoon and enjoy week one in the NFL on tomorrow. Week one involves. Um, A lot of really good NFL football teams and a lot of teams that we don't know what they're going to be until we watch them play. 39-37 was my prediction for the Rams. I was wrong. 31-10 was the final score. It is 3.49 p.m. Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Happy Saturday afternoon. Enjoy college football as well. Full week two of college football is underway by the way, everyone out there, just in case you was wondering and was not aware of that. Um, yeah, it is week two of college football. Um, it is approximately 2.50 p.m. now here in my time zone. And it is approximately uh, at the end of the day, uh, 1.50 p.m. It's almost the top of the one o'clock hour. Beg your pardon, it's almost the top of the two o'clock hour, excuse me, in the mountain time zone and in the Pacific time zone, it is approximately 12.50 p.m. It's afternoon all over our great happy Saturday. This has been the Providence Fix Football Podcast Show and uh, aloha to everyone out there in Waikiki, Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, as well as the World War II Memorial and Maui, Hawaii, Anchorage, Alaska.
This has been the Prophet's Picks football podcast show. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the rest of week one. One.